Hi, this is Satish and this is Raghu. And together we are the inconceivable guardians of the Marvel universe. Fans of the Marvel universe? Raghu, come on, help me out here. We we I know it's been a while, but still we have to keep to that track record of having an amazing opening. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's been such a long time that I was on mute and I didn't realize it. I'm sorry. Okay. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, all right. Yeah, yeah. We are the inconceivable uh well, okay, comic book movie lovers. Yeah, we do this all the time and uh a really fantastic movie has come out. It's called Bahubali. No, no, no. Wait, wait. What is this episode about? There was okay, a Bahubali comic. Uh Please tell me there was a Bahubali comic. If there isn't, here's a great marketing idea for you, director of Bahubali. His name I forget. <laughs> Rajamouli. Yes, Graphic India has a Bahubali comic. Bahubali. I don't think you can get any more graphic than the movie, but oh, you have to see the cover of this comic. We will leave it in the show notes for those who want to find those. As long as it has Anushka Shetty, I think I'm happy. I think you 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 overestimate. You overestimate the capabilities of Indian comic book industry. All anyway, right, but this is not about that. Of uh, this is not about. Bahubali. There will be another episode about. That. Um, this is more about um, Doctor Strange because that's only as old as you know as our previous episode on Marvel movies. Yes. Uh, no, maybe maybe we should be a little more topical. Let's just talk about Guardians of the Galaxy, Volume, volume Two. Volume Two. Don't forget the Volume I know, Two. This is so important. Why why they can't call it? Guardians of the Galaxy, the introduction. Guardians of the Galaxy, the middle part, and Guardians <laughs> of the Galaxy, the final battle, or something like that. I don't understand. Because when they did that with the Hobbit, people hated it. <laughs> it is. It was a terrible comic book series, though. If you have gone back in the past and read, so campy. Don't, don't really remind terrible. me about eighties comic book series. I, I have been I scarred forever ever since I read the X Men from the eighties. Oh god. Fair warning listeners, uh spoilers will abound. We we can we leave nothing to chance, so we'll uh analyze the movie to bits and pieces. There will be a lot of spoilers. Um the original ones were just they, it was just a band of misfits which did nothing of a, of a lot of consequence. And then this guy realized, "Hey, no, we can have misfits who are in space and that will be a fun take." And so the original Gu- Guardians of the Galaxy was born and it was a massive success. Um, this one, I guess, just sort of builds on everything, right? It tries to just take everything up to the next level. Yeah, that's true. Uh, this one was, well, okay, so initial thoughts. I guess, uh, in my opinion, this one was not as good as the first movie, in all honesty. Uh, the first one had a lot of witty banter and, you know, it had, it had Rocket and it had Groot and, uh, uh, I, I mean... So it had so much like newness and freshness going for it. Mm-hmm. I think now they are trying to like recreate the same thing, and some some places the things started feeling a little tired. Yeah, I mean there are clearly there are some things which work beautifully. So I mean I I was sold on the first five minutes. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think everybody was sold. That was that was the most innovative uh, starting sequence that I can I can think of, and it's a complete callback to the first movie. But he he basically takes it to the next level. Like yeah. baby Groot dancing is probably the best thing I have seen since the previous movie with Baby Groot dancing at the end of that movie. So, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> uh, that was just, that was perfection. Uh, yeah. But then it's, like, that's a problem, right? Like, it, it, it is basically an extension of the first movie, but you can only do that so much. 
so there are there are some highlights but i feel like i think you mentioned this earlier but the earlier movie was a lot more memorable this movie doesn't totally stay with you at the end like i remember bits and pieces of of some really good sequences but i don't get an overall oh wow this movie was, was solid it had a coherent storyline or something i feel more like it was all over the place right no absolutely i mean uh, uh dare i lest i say it uh the wrong way this movie also i felt very sappy i mean they were trying to be you know emotionally cliched in some scenes uh i thought uh, it, it was all about loving your parents as karan johar told us Fifteen years ago now, it's all about loving your parents. Even if your parent is a planet, the living planet. That's right. Still gotta love them. Still gotta love them. Yeah. Can you imagine? Are there like pigeons on that planet? Does like magically grain get thrown and you get ow ow? I don't know. That would be a great movie, right? My dad is a planet. He feeds birds. All right. The one emotional thing that I did love was. Drax being completely unemotional. Yeah. I don't even know if he was being emotional or not. There is like that one scene where he's 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 re- recounting how he fell in love with his wife and I'm like, "Man, can you like you could not have found a better actor to pull this off." <laughs> I feel he's not, he's not even an actor, but there were uh, some parts which 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 were a perfect extension. Baby Groot, Drax, perfect extensions. Uh the others sort of get a little bit uh dull down let's say i mean right. rock, uh, i guess rocket is is reasonable but doesn't get his his wow moment like he did in the previous movie yeah rocket was terrible this time around that's a good the point standout moment was still in the trailer um and i think that was mm. one other thing about this movie is that a lot of the really really good sequences were tossed mm-hmm. into the trailer is that true well the the tape sequence is in the trailer and to me that tape sequence is st- stand out one of, it should it should have just been left in the movie it was it was a golden sequence because you have the whole uh you know you're going to press this you're going to press this and you're going to press this <laughs> and then you have the tape question does anybody have any tape out there i want to put some tape over the death button nobody has any tape not a single person has tape you have an atomic bomb in your bag if anybody's going to have tape it's you i have to do everything you are wasting a lot of time <laughs> That's a really bad sign. Like why did you need to ask everybody's fighting somebody for <laughs> what kind the only thing I like was what kind of tape oh why did you ask that was good that was that was Drax that was believable yeah. that Drax would ask something yeah, but like the promise I already knew the joke like that to joke yeah. was the first joke in the trailer and I was like you should this was this was a joke that worked so beautifully in the movie yeah uh in all honesty though I felt as opposed to that I felt like the thing that really stood out was the fact that they had what five reveals at the end it seems almost now that the reveals are like an extension of the story like there is no there is no real like iron man is 2008 2008 no it's going to be more like I mean, 10. marvel universe yeah. is going to be 10 next year yeah 10 more like 10 okay and and that reveal was like huge yep right uh, this one feels more like um, uh an extension of the story that said all the five re- reveals i felt were just mind blowing uh, especially the i think the most relevant one which i am 
I, th- I think I feel sad that most people probably didn't get was the Adam Warlock. I'm mostly up to date with the Marvel Universe, but I did not. I was like, what? Who? Adam? What? Where? Yeah. How? And then I went back and I read. I was like, oh, this character. Man, yeah. they're really going. They're really going. They're really digging deep for these characters. But that's not true. Adam Warlock is like the messiah, right? I mean, he's like the guy who he's he's my worst my the worst possible analogy that I can come up with. He's like the Green Lantern of the Marvel, universe, <laughs> right? He's he's like required for all these things to happen. He's the messiah, right? He saves everything. He reshapes everything. He he fights Thanos. I mean, yes, he's going to fight Thanos. All the Avengers are basically, you know, they're just like. Uh, so you think Infinity War is going to have Warlock in it? Well, I hope so. That would make a lot more sense than having Captain America fight Thanos. I mean, Thanos would like chew him apart. Well, from what I read, um, Infinity War. The, so Infinity War is the next is a is the next Avengers movies coming, um, but it does not look like Warlock is going to play a big role in Infinity War. But there might be an Infinity Gauntlet. Uh, uh, the other character who. Um, who really, you know, I mean, to me, a bit surprising because I did not expect him to make that character more interesting was uh, Yondu. Uh, he had one of the best lines. He had actually had a character arc to some degree. I did not expect. I thought that, you know, that character was done with, with the previous movie. But here he came back nicely, nicely built upon whatever he had done. And then you can never forget Mary Poppins. Yeah. <laughs> I'm Mary Poppins, y'all! Or something to that effect. Yondu is like a... In the books, he's like a stand-in for... He's like a Guardians Galaxy extended family member. So he comes and he fights with them, etc, etc. Well, so, I mean, okay, clearly, I think them trying to give all of these people some family history and how they I, I all guess. sort of learn to live with each other and all that. I mean, that was clearly the part of the movie where I was zoning out the most. No, absolutely. Yeah. Um, but, you know... In terms of interestingness, yeah, the Yondu thing worked better for me than Gamora and, and, and oh yeah, sister problems. Yeah, that like, this, this is like this is very clearly weighted in the favor of one of you. Right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, all those backstories were nice to know. Even Star Lord's backstory was nice to know, but I felt like not not that I went in expecting like a you know an award winning an Oscar winning storyline or anything mm-hmm. like that. Uh, but the the story is like the you know the bare backbone mm-hmm. or the that that ties together all these scenes and somehow all these scenes started seeming seeming random like why are Gamora and Nebula fighting like what is the purpose of Nebula in this whole movie I don't understand They're just to oh we have a franchise villain so we need to make sure that the franchise villain shows up in all movies for the franchise yeah. that's not not, <laughs> not not necessary I mean I don't remember I don't remember that happening in the past but. That seemed to be kind of odd, odd. There were so many odd, odd things, though. Like I didn't understand, like the whole uh, uh, the the glue, the uh, sorry, the goo. Oh man, I I was like, why is why is there goo everywhere suddenly? But why does the glue stop and start and then they fight and then that just that felt very contrived. It felt like they needed some kind of you know world-ending event which the guardians yeah, have to stop for every movie. Exactly. Yeah, even he, Rocket even says that, right? So we're saving the galaxy again? Yep. Awesome! We're really going to be able to jack up our prices for two-time galaxy savers. I'm like, dude, no, you don't have to. You know, you just clock in, go 9 to 5, you know, and just finish your work and don't steal things. Kleptomaniac. They they should have made it 
they should have made it less i mean i would have been more i think it would have it would have sort of rung better if it if they had uh, taken that whole family storyline and somehow tied it all together or something like like so to me okay so so if we go back a few episodes and we talked about uh, civil war and batman versus superman and so on like the reason i liked civil war was that the final conflict was not a world ending conflict like the final right. conflict is just these two guys who are now who have developed a fundamental thing that they cannot agree on and they're going to fight it out right and right. that feels so much i don't know the realist man realistic is a terrible word to use in this context yeah but more like personal i don't know it feels more grounded somehow for even though it's a comic book movie it doesn't feel like these are just i don't know action figures whereas the minute you have a world ending event it feels like when i was you know eight and i was running around with gi joes and i'm like oh no it's all coming apart because the building has pressed the world end button it feels like that like i guess i guess Yes. Well, but that's I mean if you think about the Marvel movie before this so what was this before this was Doctor Strange same story again. Yep. Villain grind the world and we got to figure out a way to stop him. Dormammu. Dormammu. I come to bargain. Dormammu. 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 I mean it it was a good way to stop the villain. I I will <laughs> I will give them full marks for no, a very very smart No, it was a terrible scene. way. What? This is like one of those nerd book puzzles, right? They're like <laughs> How do you how do you how do you defeat a how do you defeat a being that's immortal and cannot really be killed? Oh, you just irritated the shit out of it. Yeah, <laughs> I thought that was smart. I th- it was better than you know Doctor Strange doing ten minutes of weird hand gestures and random lights flashing. Right? Oh, that's fair. Oh yeah, that's fair. That's what the books are all about. <laughs> exactly. Uh, that's the reason. Uh, <laughs> Again. Okay. So. So all this dissing does make it sound like we we have we are starting to get a little older, a little wiser, and a little bored of the Marvel universe. But that's not really the case, is it? Nah, you man, Spider Man, baby, Spider Man Homecoming, woohoo! Well, um, no, that's going to be a good movie for so many reasons. I feel, I I I, I truly feel that's going to be a good movie. Michael Keaton, yeah. enough said. Yeah, I know, I know, right? Dude, that that when I saw Michael Keaton, like the the line from the Dark Knight just kept coming back to me. You either die a hero or you live long enough to see yourself become the villain. And then I went on Twitter to like tweet it, being like, "Oh, I'm being so smart." And then obviously it had already been tweeted. <laughs> this movie had some nice moments. There was the Zoom joke. <laughs> I thought it was funny. It was a little wrong timeline wise, but it was funny. The Zoom HD is the better. Was the better music oh, playing device? But he got the shitty zone. Literally, he got the brown original zone. Yeah, which was not bad either. But yeah, um, and then of course, uh, I also liked the little touch where they added David Hasselhoff for his for his for <laughs> the his little 10 second, touch. Oh my god! Ten second cameo. I was like, why didn't they get Hasselhoff to play this character? <gasps> oh, that's why. So that's why. Uh, I mean, that is Kurt, so funny. to be fair to him, Kurt Russell did did do the best he could with that with that role. Like, as a villain, it, he was good. It, you know, I, I could not have asked for much more. Uh, fair enough. Yeah. As a father, apparently not that good. Same, same, same. So overall, what do you think, Satish? Um, definitely a one-time watch, especially if you mm-hmm. watched Volume One. As you know, just given Baby Groot and you know the the fun parts of the movie that are there, there are there is a lot of fun. Like my showing, plenty of people. laughing throughout the movie so clearly it it it, it is funny and 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 good to watch 
it does not stay with you quite like the first movie but uh, you know you can't always you can't always replicate success that is true yeah i think i agree um i think it's definitely a one time watch it definitely resonated with a large part of the audience they were i feel pandering or not pandering necessarily but definitely trying to uh, attract a uh, slightly more diverse audience because face it guardians of the galaxy is way too niche to be enjoyed by uh anybody other than inconceivable lovers of comic book movies so uh i think i think they did a pretty decent job with that so definitely what the was 3.5 stars i think maybe 4 just because of all those kind of nuggets yeah stood yeah, throughout I, the I would agree. throughout the two hours i yeah. agree Right. Uh but the funniest thing that happened to me Satish anyway when I was when I went to watch the movie with my friends was um that quite ironically we had decided that well again it's a guardians movie not a lot of people are going to show up so we'll just show up at the theater buy the tickets and walk in we didn't like reserve or anything and we get to the theater and the parking lot is full I mean there is like I had to park like a good like 100 meters away or something it was ridiculous and i'm walking and i'm like i'm not going to remember where i parked the car anymore what am i going to do at night when i come out and i get to the uh the box office and it's again packed and i'm like lost i'm like why are so many desi people turning up to watch <laughs> guardians of the galaxy because yes then when as i was going through this thought process i'm like yeah these are all desi people why are they here and then i looked at the uh the show listings and of course the movie that's playing that movie that's in multiple screens apparently in three different languages to completely sold out audiences is not guardians of the galaxy it's not the latest tom cruise movie it's not the latest tom hanks movie it is bahubali the second part bahubali 2 the conclusion the conclusion the conclusion had concluded that entire theater i mean there were like this is were like pouring out of the eaves and you could see them staring at us walk into the gardens of the galaxy okay i'm being a little facetious but you could you could you could you i felt awkward going to watch gardens of the galaxy i'm like could we not have picked a different date just to add to that i believe in the uk box office bahubali took two spots on the top 10 list two different <laughs> languages two different languages that is impressive goes to tell you something about the diaspora i guess that or people like to watch bahubali in two different languages <laughs> at the same time we should we we uh, should and we will uh, compare bahubali to its obvious hollywood uh, match which is the hobbit everything in the lord of the rings series totally two movies versus six movies and i think we can clearly <laughs> see who the winner is going to be Oh man, Lord of the Rings versus Bahubali. I never thought I would say these. Okay, this podcast just always, always, always brings out these brilliant lines <laughs> that I never thought I'd say in my life. But let's anyway. let's put it this way: they had to force a female elf. <laughs> but Bahubali is all about strong women stereotypes. Yes, I agree. There, right there, we have a winner. And, and if you guys have other suggestions for movies that we should be comparing Bahubali to, please reach out to us. We are at ICD Podcast on Twitter. We are the Inconceivable Daisies on Facebook. We have a website. Um, so please get get in touch with us. I am at Satish E B on Twitter, and Raghu is at Raghu E R on Twitter. But and again, if you if you like the episode, please share with your friends and get them to send us suggestions on what to compare Bahubali with. And of course, I am Groot. I am Groot. <laughs> Thank you.
in the heart. I don't think it means what you think it means.